So it's uh, Monday, November 4th, and it's my first day back after being at the SHIB National Convention last week in Phoenix, Arizona. Now, this was a record-breaking convention, some 9,000 Latino uh, and um, STEM-affiliated folks were there. And I was going to say uh, they were professional students um, uh, from multiple companies, multiple universities, different walks of life, all there. Uh, promoting STEM in some way, shape, or form. So uh, this topic of conversation is going to be around what to do after a convention. Now, this is just going to sit there generally. It's going to apply generally uh, to all conventions, whether it's ships. SWE is actually kicking off this week out in Anaheim. Uh, Nesby is going to be at the beginning of next year in February. Prospanica also had theirs. Uh, either last week with us over at ship or something. But again, regardless of what convention you go to, there's probably a few things that you should do. And that's what we're going to talk about. Join me in this conversation. So last week while I was at conference, I tried my hardest to try and recapture one little moment uh, that uh, happened to me right when I was literally at the airport in Houston waiting to catch my flight into Phoenix. And so what happened was I kind of checked my messages on LinkedIn and I noticed that one of a, a student that I had been working for for the last several months uh, gave me a bit of bad news. And to give you some background, this student, uh, high, you know, a great story, high tier, got a awesome GPA, was in a discipline that we are looking for minority candidate in more than one category. And if I'm being quite honest, I thought this was more one of the easier candidates that I had kind of worked with. And maybe that's a little bit of an overstatement. I'm not going to say that there wasn't some coaching that had to happen and some story formation, you know, to help this person get their narrative together. But going into, you know, post my, me meeting this person and interviewing them. And then I got, you know, they passed the level with me. They got through the recruiting table. We got to an interview and then I had forwarded, forwarded the, excuse me, forwarded them. Well, man, that's a tough one. I, Passed along, geez, that happens sometimes. Passed along their um, application, I guess I should say, or their their record, right? The the summary of their interview and why I thought they would be a good fit within the uh, company over to a a hiring group at one of our facilities. And this person, you know, they got called up, and this person went out to a site and did multiple rounds of interviewing. And needless to say, it didn't end in our favor. And I, and I want to emphasize and, and be clear as to why I say our, as recruiters, we definitely get, uh, emotionally invested in these relationships that we're building with you guys as students. Um, the reason that we're doing this in the, in the base case is because we want to give back and we want to help uh, bring you along. And we, when we first meet you and we see some raw talent and in many cases, uh, way more talent than we had when we started off. We have this interest in helping you get into, uh, these positions at our companies. And, um, the truth is a lot of times, more often than not, it doesn't work out. It's, uh, based on the number of, you know, positions that the company might be hiring versus the number of applicants. I guess the, the odds are, are definitely, not in your favor, but that doesn't mean that we are not 
desperately trying to get you in. Of course, keep it in mind that uh, there is a standard to be met and a requirement uh, from our companies. And I feel like I'm going off on a tangent, but the point I'm trying to make is that recruiters do care. So here you are. You just left your national convention. Um, I know I did. I told a uh, lots and lots of students to reach out and find me on LinkedIn and shoot me a note reminding me of their of our conversation while we were on site. And by the time I'm extending that offers, because I see something that while they might not necessarily compete right now, uh, but based on where they're at in their classification or what they're trying to accomplish, I am more than willing to help get that closer to being a reality. But what happens is you just got off. Uh, I mean, you just got back to school, right? This, so this week and you're playing catch up. I know I'm playing catch up at work and life takes over. And all that motivation that you had for whatever reason uh, does not keep you focused enough to follow through on those uh, recommendations or those offers from recruiters to reach out. So my first thing that I say that you have to do once you get back from a conference is you need to follow up. Do it now while it's fresh before life takes over and start building those relationships. And not just with one. Don't put all your eggs in one basket. Uh Reach out to the multiple ones that you met, hopefully, that have told you, email me, call me, shoot me a text, get me on LinkedIn, get me on Instagram, whatever the case might be, right? Because nowadays, uh, being on social media is, is fully acceptable uh, or more acceptable, right? And there's a way to, to use it and keep it professional. In any event, you owe it to yourself to follow up because... I know for myself, and I guess I'll just speak for me. As a recruiter, I will help you as much as you're helping to, as much as you're willing to help yourself. So I typically will, you know, spark some interest with the conversation with the candidate, and then offer the, hey, reach out to me. But that, if they don't reach out, that to me is an indication of what of their desire to change, their desire to improve, and when you know, 90% of who I say reach out doesn't, uh, at that point, I'm going to focus on the 10% that did. So again, follow up with those recruiters. We do get invested. We do care about you and we want to help you. Uh, number two, a little bit around, and I kind of started talking about social media. So you need to tell your story. And so if you recall, while you were at convention, you sat through many a workshop, many a speech, many a dinner, many an award ceremony, and you heard story after story after story of of uh, minority candidates, Latinos in my case, they're at SHIP, but if you're at Nesby and SWE, right, your respective represented groups brought speakers in that had just these incredible stories that inspire you and get you on that high post-conference, which I'll reiterate for whatever reason fades away, um, and so take advantage right now while it's still fresh, but that high is created, right? That desire to like, oh, that's who I want to be like, that's what I want to do. Um, that's the, the motivation that comes from someone telling their story. Part of your responsibility or, or a be I say responsibility, but definitely a behavior that you want to start to implement or start to wrap your head around is telling your story and paying it forward. So somewhere in social media land, I believe that there is some high school kid or middle school kid who has a junior chapter or whose teacher has, you know, told them about SHIP and what it's like to be in college. Or there might be a classmate, someone, one of your friends that just hasn't taken the plunge or doesn't believe in the system or for whatever reason is hesitant to progress. 
in getting involved with your student organization, you putting out pictures of your experience, you sharing the competitions and the workshops and the people that you met uh, go a long way. And so you might say, well, I am doing that. And, uh, but another part of, of, of using social media effectively is using the whole hashtags. And in this case, I'm referring to the SHIP uh, 2019 hashtag because this allows a, a, a grouping of postings to show up. So someone, you know, you guys know this better than me, you know, you click on that hashtag and you get to see every post from, from uh, other people, even for people that you don't, uh, aren't connected with and see what their uh, stories are, right? So I imagine a person who's looking and seeing and seeing all these, you know, young professionals and all these young, you know, hopefuls that are, you know, looking nice, dressed to the nines, meeting each other, developing themselves. And that to me can be a powerful source of, uh, inf of information. So another option that you do have as part of your registration, again, this, this goes regardless of the, of the organization that you have, is there's always a follow-up survey. I know I got mine last night from the national organization that says, please provide your feedback. Now, you may not know this, or you probably do because you've been one of these uh, individuals, but a large portion of a convention for a nonprofit organization like this is ran by volunteers. And there is a, a and I'll say there's some good, there's some great and some not so good uh, th things that come from having to rely heavily on volunteers. And what, what are some of those things? Sometimes some of the mission or the vision that someone might have had for the program may not, may not come out as planned. And I'm sure you were at, at uh, and I'll keep using SHIP because that's where I was at. You know, I was at SHIP and there was some events that I went to that I'm pretty sure did not go as planned. And whether it was something logistically like the, the, the tables weren't set up or the AV wasn't working or the speaker was terrible or, you know, the questions that were coming were something that people weren't prepared for. There's just a variety of things that happen that uh, overall, I still think the convention was amazing, right? But there, there were some areas for improvement. And folks that are in these organizing committees are hungry and really want to hear what you thought. And so you sitting there with your thoughts, with your ideas, with your feedback, just simmering in your head, really doesn't do anything for the greater good if, uh, if it's not known, right? So you should, uh, I encourage you to fill out those surveys. Uh, be respectful, right? Call out the good, but also don't be afraid to provide feedback on those items that you think might uh, benefit from some um, from some improvement. So again, look, if uh, and I, I'll use my my the last thing I want to talk about is making plans for the next step. So I have uh, developed very well in some areas. I have grown extremely well in other areas too in my professional development and my ability to influence students and some young professionals but there's some areas of my life that i have visited and revisited over and over and continuously uh, fail one of them is and i'll just be completely blunt and honest is my weight and i have tried and i get on the saddle fall off the saddle get on the saddle fall off the saddle but guess what i'm always trying to improve and i know that i need to revisit it i make no illusions that watching one 
you know, Anthony Robbins inspiration or watching one, you know, body transformation video on on TV or sitting through an hour of, of you know, my 600 pound life and saying, I don't want to live that way. It's enough right then in the moment to kind of want me to change, but I require a heck of a lot more uh, interaction and a lot more reading than I probably do at this point for say something like my professional development. I need way more touches and coaching and and some and submersing myself. And I firmly believe that I'm going to get it right one day. So what does this mean? What am I trying to get at? Look, if you have any illusions that you went to one national convention or two national conventions and you have everything you need and all of a sudden you're going to make this drastic change, I'm pretty sure there are some of you powerhouses out there that are going to do it. Uh, I, I do not feel any remorse by saying that a lot or the majority are going to need some more reinforcements. What am, what am I getting at? Start making plans now for the next phase of your development. And in some areas, that's the, the some regional conferences that are happening. For others, it's you know finishing out the year with your local student organization. Uh, NILA coming up next year, the leadership portion of it and getting yourself in a position to be nominated by your chapter is another phenomenal opportunity. Uh, and of course, you already know where the next national convention is, you should right now be thinking about the items that didn't go so good and start thinking about who do you reach out, you know, yours truly, <laughs> if you would like, to start helping you prepare for that. Again, if, you, uh, if you're thinking that you're going to solve all of your issues with uh, one, you know, one week, really three or four days in some cases for some people or a couple of days even uh your, your your plan maybe isn't as strong so you need to be thinking about what is the next phase of my development and what do i need to do between now and the next touch point when i surround myself by all these amazing people what do i have to do in the meantime and i'll leave you with this for those folks and look there was uh the the record breaking convention that was shipped it was 9000 people like you and me, that went to Phoenix, Arizona to uh, network and, and develop. And, and some got offers, internships, and some of those walked away with uh, amazing opportunities. I know Boeing announced that they gave over, a, I forget, a, I know it was way over 100 offers while they were there, and they've done that year after year. And if you think through, and let's say there's 9,000, 9,000 participants, there was 250 companies. I don't even know how many offers were put out there, but let's just say that there total, there was a thousand jobs that were given. Heck, even if you want to go as far as say, no, I think it was way more and be ultra optimistic and say, no, we gave 2,000 jobs away, internships and jobs, uh, which personally I think it was way less, but still I digress. That's still 7,000 people right? That walked away with, uh, with, with uh, seemingly nothing. And I would argue that did they really, especially if they met someone and built a relationship and, you know, just learned a little something of themselves, but, uh, the bigger focus and for too many people, the success is just landing one of those offers or not. And I guess I'm speaking to those that didn't look, um, depending on what your story is, especially the sooner you are in your, in, in your collegiate career, you have time now to figure out what it's needed to get to the next step.
And if you think that if you repeat doing what you're doing and don't change and ultimately you're, you're going to find success, again, I question that plan. I also met some people that I've been working with that are seniors and hey, they're, they're like, this is my last convention. What do I do? And they didn't land something. And, and in reality, you just have to keep trying. You have to, I keep going back to aligning your expectations and understanding uh, how, you know, how far up you're trying to shoot. And in some cases, there's going to be some, you know, in one extreme, a senior that just, it really needs to focus on, on getting that break in opportunity. And then we can talk afterwards about being a professional and how to develop yourself in the professional ranks. And at that point, your your academic performance or lack of internships becomes less and less significant. Again, I feel like I'm going off on a tangent. The point I'm making is there was a lot of us, and I include my I say I include myself in that group because I've been there. My story is one. It took me three times and a ton of no's before I make my I, I've got my big major break. Uh, so I include myself. There were a lot of us that seemingly walked away with nothing. Yes, give yourself to think about it and give yourself the time to say the heck with this organization, whatever the case might be, deal with it, but do not lose sight that there is a huge organization behind you wanting to see you succeed. And I keep doing this back and forth where I'm talking about just shit, but look, this also applies whether you're in SWE, Nesby, Prospanica, Maya, Saknas, it don't matter, right? All these organizations are trying to help underrepresented minorities get in, take advantage of it, make a plan, stick to it. Okay, I feel like I'm going in circles. Again, the point is there's a ton of things for you to do uh, or several things you can do coming out of convention to continue to develop yourself and to get uh, fully leverage uh, the convention, but also share your opinions for the benefit of others. I really, really thank you for listening to this episode. Thank you for uh, for, for all the wonderful feedback that I got while I was on convention, I had the chance to meet uh, some of the listeners and they sharing your stories of, of how it helped you, you know, feel more confident or how to land that, uh, you know, an internship or got multiple offers, uh, along with the sadness of some that didn't work out. I had, uh, others that went the other way. So it's that balance that uh, motivates me and keeps me going to, to producing this content. I look forward to our next conversation. Please share, please comment. Uh, if you would leave some feedback, if you're listening on the iTunes app, uh, feedback and stars go a long way. If you're listening on Spotify or any other platform, if you would leave a comment on uh, LinkedIn or Instagram or, or just share your, your thoughts uh, with me and with your connections, you know, I would, if you would encourage them to follow me on some of these platforms, it would be greatly appreciated. Until next time, thank you for listening.